Hey guys, I'm Rhonda Nickerson. I am a wife, a mom, a business owner, a philanthropist, and a writer that has so much to share. I want to first welcome you to my podcast, Reese and Me. I'm so happy that you're here to listen to me and all that I have to say. My topics will differ with each podcast. From business advice, to love, to loss, to podcasts that will inspire you to keep pushing. Guess what, guys? I'm here for it. So let's get started. Here we are, guys. Podcast number four. I want to first start off by saying thank you to all of you for listening, all of the love and support, and the five-star ratings. It's greatly appreciated. Today's topic is something that I'm super sensitive about, but if I hadn't gone through what I did in my relationships, I wouldn't see the value in loving myself and my husband the way that I do. My relationship history is nothing to write home about. Relationships that ended in heartbreaks, me breaking hearts, lonely days and nights, to God blessing me with my forever love, that infinity love. This podcast will be called True Love Found Me. So guess what? I am a preacher's kid, but my parents were never really strict. They were very lenient and we lived a pretty good life. During my childhood, I watched a lot of things go on between my parents. I watched my dad cheat on my mom. My mom stayed because she wanted her three kids to have a mom and a dad in their life. And plus, he was all that she knew. Okay, before I go on, I want you guys to know this particular podcast is not to bash my parents. All of this that I speak is my truth and has helped me to understand why some of things occurred in my relationships. All right, guys, so back to what I was saying. During my childhood, I watched my mom cry a lot. I watched her have nervous breakdowns. I watched him almost leave us for another woman who had three boys. There was a lot of resentment as I grew up. I disliked him for doing us the way that he did and treating my mom that way. And I didn't understand my mom for putting up with it. They stayed married for 27 years, and then they finally got a divorce once we were all grown. So 100% transparent, right? All right, here goes. I had my share of relationships. When I was in high school, I found myself going out with the nice guy and breaking their hearts with the ones who were the dogs. This became a pattern for me. I broke many hearts only to have my heart broken as well. As life went on, most of my relationships were built on sex. Sex was the most important part of my relationships. These relationships had no meaning. They had no substance. They had no, well, no nothing that would be defined as true love. You know, I thought I loved many and that many loved me right back. But I was given a very sacred part of me and I had no clue what true love really was. When I was in college in Prairie View, one of the many nights that I was drunk, yep, I was drunk, I used to have a drinking problem, but that's a whole nother podcast. But this particular night, I went home with someone. We kissed, I began to feel very uncomfortable, and I told him no, and that no was ignored. After I finally got my friends to come and get me, I was struggling in my head of what to call it at that time. I wasn't sure what to call it. I would blame myself at times because I went home with him, I kissed him, but I did say no. Those were the thoughts that haunted my mind time and time again. I had a hard time dealing with this, and when I would see him on campus, all I could do was break down. I felt so ashamed. I felt so scared. I felt so violated. 
As time went on, I did bring myself through this, but I continued not to look for value in my relationships. I was really lost and had no idea what I wanted out of a relationship. Back then in my mind, I would never get married. Marriage was nothing that I ever thought about or wanted. As I got older, I knew that relationships had to be more than just about a sexual encounter. I also knew that I needed to be alone. As you guys heard in my first podcast, I really struggled with being alone. I always had to have someone. I always had to feel the presence of someone around me. Miss Deja came along at age 21, then Alana came along at age 29. I just couldn't keep a man. Really? I just couldn't keep any type of relationship. As most of you already know, what comes around goes around, and all of my breaking hearts and cheating was catching up with me. When Alana turned two, I decided to buy a home. But before purchasing a home, I had no problem with change and moving every few years. You know, I remember when I was younger, we were moved around a lot with my father being a minister. I do remember I wasn't too happy with moving around and having to meet new friends and stuff. So I didn't want my children to have to go through the same thing any longer. So I purchased my first home. Yes, I remember that day oh so well, February 9th, 2009. I did it. I purchased my first home. After being in our home for four years, I got pregnant with Ariana. I lost her and after my relationship didn't work out with her father, I did it. I chose to be alone. I made myself be alone. I had to learn to love myself and with loving myself, I will receive the love that I deserved. At first, it was super hard to focus during this time being alone. I wanted and needed to be held. That was the toughest part, but I knew I had to do it. I knew I had to take this important step in my life to find myself and my happiness. After doing some soul searching, I began to know my worth and began to ask God for all I wanted in my mate. Yes, y'all, I finally felt like I wanted to meet the man of my dreams, that I wanted to have a father for my kids, and that I wanted to be a wonderful wife. I mean, I would pray for all I wanted in my husband. Not just a sex partner, not just a boyfriend, but my husband. And when I was ready, I continued to prepare myself to be loved the way I deserved. I continued to pray to God for the perfect relationship to be built on friendship and true love. I was tired of being dependent on sex to make my relationship last. I was tired of people who didn't want to work. I was tired of people who were uncertain of what they wanted out of life. I needed a real man, someone to understand me, love me for me, and have something going for themselves. I began to love myself more and more and understand who I truly was. I began to love every part of me to forgive the old me and the mistakes that I have made. I was not looking for a relationship at all because I knew when God was ready for me to be in a relationship, he would send me the one that I had prayed for. You know how the saying goes, all in God's timing. So during my alone time, I was in different groups on Facebook and we had some very interesting conversations to say the least. <laughs> I was with admin over one of the groups and we planned a meet and greet so that we could meet one another. We had an awesome group, guys. I mean, we had conversations about life, about anything under the sun. I really loved being the admin of that group. So at the meet and greet, I had a really, really good time. I loved meeting people and getting out for a change. So fast forward a little bit. So about three weeks after the meet and greet, I had an ultrasound conference to go to for me to receive information to take my board exam. Oh yeah, not sure if I shared, but I'm an ultrasound tech and I have been for 19 years now. 
So I was at this conference and I got an email from a guy who wanted to take me to Razoo's for crawfish. So like I said in the group, we talked about a lot of things and I did let the group know how much I did love crawfish. I would go on weekends to my family's house to Beaumont and we would do crawfish bowls. So I talked a lot about crawfish. So I guess he could tell. Yep, I love crawfish. But yeah, he asked me to go on a date. Like go on a date date. I was thinking, oh Lord, do I really want to go out? But guess what guys, I told him yes. And now that I think about it, he was commenting on a lot of my pictures, but I didn't know that he was feeling me like he was. I see now, I was so wrong. <laughs> so our first date was good. We talked the whole time, which was good. I mean, who likes an awkward moment of silence when you're on a date? Hmm, not me. <laughs> I'm not being cocky or anything, but I mean, I really don't. You know, when you're meeting someone, you want the conversation to go. You know, you don't want to sit there and just be staring at each other and not have anything to say. So as our date was about to end, he looked over at me and he told me, you can get some crawfish for your girls to go if you like. You can get however much you want to get them. Lord have mercy. I am his wife. <laughs> no, seriously, that was very impressive and many kudos to that dude. We continued to go on dates and every date, I mean, every date, he would bring a gift for my daughters. Even if he didn't have a gift for me, he always had something for them. When I would bring it home to them, they would always want to meet him, but we decided to wait on that. I wanted to make sure that he would be in my life for a long time. You know, no more of that not being sure if they would stay. I was growing and I was learning what was best for all of us. So we continued to date and we had our first argument. The argument came about because at that time he was a taxi driver and his sense of timing, mm, yeah. I don't even want to get on that. <laughs> so me getting to know somebody, I wanted to see him every day. I won't say that I was needy, but I love spending time with him. But with him driving taxis, it was really hard for him to be on time to things. I mean, he was always late. And when I say always, y'all, I mean always. <laughs> At this time is when Uber first came out and his earnings were not as steady as they were at first. So I knew what I had prayed for and I know what I needed in my life. And a man with a not so steady income was not on that list of things. So I gave him an ultimatum. Yeah, I'm sorry guys, I did. I gave him an ultimatum. We broke up and as soon as we broke up, I missed my cycle. Yep, I was prego and I didn't really know what he would think. You know, would he be happy, sad, mad? I just didn't know. One day I called to tell him and he was kind of in disbelief, kind of quiet, but he wanted us to work things out. I always joke with him often and tell him he trapped me. <laughs> when I asked him some questions before doing this podcast, one of those questions were, how did you feel when I first told you that I was pregnant? And his answer was, it was a flood of different emotions that I can't describe in words. Soon after we find out, we decided to move together. We thought that this would be best. And guess what else? He decided to leave his driving cabs and to try something more financially stable. Yes! <laughs> he knew bringing a new human being into the world, we would need more than what he was able to give at that particular time. He went from installing cable as a contractor to working for the city, and he's still doing that to this day. He's been there for almost 10 years now. Once we moved together, we learned a whole lot about each other. I have to be honest, we're both strong-willed people. 
We're both alpha. He's an alpha male and I am an alpha female. So that caused a lot of conflict sometimes. But one thing about us, we have never argued a lot. We're just both kind of stuck in our ways. <laughs> but I have learned to listen to him more. He has taught me that someone can love you and be faithful to you. And you don't have to get along every day. So one of the major issues after we moved in was the difference in how we were raised. I was not raised in a strict atmosphere, and he was. So we had our disagreements sometimes, and I would have to tell him, they are girls, be gentle with them and their feelings. I mean, when I raised them by myself, the girls would not run over me at all, but I was not strict. I would just have to give them a look and they knew I meant business. Since CW was someone new coming into our household, the girls didn't take to him well with him telling them what to do. But really, what kids do? You know, I truly understood where they were coming from, but I also demanded respect for him. So as time went on, I gave birth to Khalil and the look on CW's face when he held him for the first time. That is a moment that I will never forget. What a proud father he was and still is. I watched my significant other grow so much. He took on the responsibility of being father to my girls and now our new son. CW also supported every idea I had. I couldn't help it but want to be with him forever. All the crawfish I want and the undeniable love I could feel. He makes loving him so easy. Now he even learned to cook crawfish for me. <laughs> I am his forever. So yeah, we talked about marriage often, but it wasn't until we went down to Beaumont for my dad's wedding that we started planning. We picked our date on the way home from Beaumont and he hadn't even asked me yet. By the way, speaking of my dad, the way that I felt about my dad and my mom's situation years ago has changed a lot. I'm super close to them both. I have learned in life that you have to forgive people in order to grow. My mom and I are now business partners and really close. And me and my father's relationship has grown to be an awesome one. We appreciate each other and what we have taught each other in this lifetime. I couldn't ask for better parents. Okay, now back to me and that dude. The day he asked me to marry him, he actually took me to the store so that I could pick out which ring I wanted. He just asked me right there in the jewelry store. And of course I said, yes. I went straight home and posted my new ring on Facebook and everybody was so happy for me. I was so happy, he was so happy. I have a year and a few months to plan. I loved every moment of planning our big day, from picking the venue, to writing our vows, to saying yes to the dress. I just wanted to make sure that our day would be perfect. And guess what? It was one of the best days of my life. Friends and family gathered from everywhere, people I hadn't seen in years. I got to see their happiness for us. Love was definitely in the air. The kiss sealed the deal. The beat of the African drums as we entered the reception. The sight of African dancers dancing to the beats. The love I felt when we danced our first dance. Making it official by jumping the broom. He is not a dancer, but we choreographed a dance and he rocked it. It was magical. That's the best way to describe it. So fast forward some more. We've been married now for five years and our love has grown even stronger. He took my whole heart and he keeps it safe. God knew what he was doing when he sent him into my inbox on Facebook. <laughs> so with me sharing my love story, 
I want to uplift the ladies and gentlemen who are struggling with relationships and or feel they will never find the one. First, you have to let God know that you are truly ready. I wrote down on a paper and prayed for everything that I wanted in my husband once I was ready to settle down. Please be specific. Be reasonable, be practical, be truthful with yourself and God, and patiently wait. I will tell you one thing. Things may not come when you feel they should, but my God is always on time. Okay, so one last thing about our love. Supporting one another's dreams is super important in having a relationship. We support each other's dreams. CW believes in me when I don't believe in myself. He is my sounding board for when I'm lost and confused. He keeps me in check when I have something negative to say about my issues that I'm having. I thank God for my husband. He is my love, my light, my rock, my best friend, my helpmate, my protector. I love you, Clinton Nickerson. So guys, if you're struggling, be still and know that he is God. God has a plan animate for us all. We just have to be patient and wait on him. All right, guys, podcast number four has come to an end. I hope you guys enjoyed and can take something from it to help you in some type of way. Until next time, guys, be blessed. Bye, guys.